0: To even flamingos lose their pink this is a podcast series looking at um well it's reasons why we as humans lose our pink why why do we end up like the white flamingo what are those things on us in our day-to-day lives that drain us that make us not pink that take our color away from us that make us feel a bit lost in the world I was sent that quote when I was having one of my bad days, mental health-wise, after having the baby. And um, it was lovely, it was a nice little quote. Cause, I mean, the person who sent it me knows I love flamingos, I often dye my hair pink. And I was having a bit of an identity crisis with this small human and the demanding need of being a new mum. And I got sent that even flamingos lose their pink. And I was like, eh, that what? No. And I looked at it. Actually, it's true. It's a proper fact. It's really, it's not just the female flamingos either. The male flamingos lose their pink too when raising a baby. And it's because so much time and effort goes into raising a flamingo baby that they forget to eat. Because the reason pingo, pingos, <laughs> the reason that flamingos are pink is because of the food that they eat. So if they don't eat the food they eat, they don't go pink because they are actually white in colour, but the, the pink comes through their plumage. So um yeah, so it was interesting that that the you know, all that hard work that those flamingos do to raise that baby and they lose a pink, and then once the baby becomes a little bit less dependent on the adults, then they um they gain their pink back because the adults can go about eating and doing their day to day activities. And I think really that It properly resonated with me because I look round at myself and I've got friends and family who are extremely busy with careers and we talk about it a lot too, about how do you find yourself? How do you keep hold of yourself in a world where everything needs to happen yesterday? How do you keep hold of a sense of who you are? Because sometimes that who you are doesn't fit with the aesthetic of what people want. I am probably not the most traditional looking person in the world as in like I don't know I'm just uh, what I mean by that is you know I've got I've, I've got I don't i have like using the term it's not but the best way to describe it I've got a boy's haircut on a girl's head <laughs> you know I've got a number one at the sides and a bit of long on top now I know boys and girls haircuts are very interchangeable girls can have short hair boys can have long hair but um androgynous I think is the phrase actually um but yeah, I'm not. You know, I love colours. I love wearing colours. I'm quite straightforward sometimes. But I also, it turns out, I may have ADHD, which has been pointed out to me since I, um, my now husband, who was then boyfriend, kept seeing traits, and it it explains a lot. I'm still undiagnosed, but you know, when you look at the, um, when you look at the tick list, there's a lot ticked. So I, I guess that bit of not knowing where I fit, not knowing what I, um, not where I belong, always not quite feeling a sense of where I belong and trying to find my own way and dance to my own beat of drum and all those cliche phrases that you use. Um, yeah, I, and I was pink. I mean, I love pink. I'm sat in an office now doing this where the walls are pink. My feet are on a jiggly puff mat that I've made. I'm looking at a flamingo pink um, paperclip, my notebook is pink, you know, there's definite theme that I do love the colour pink, it's just pink and orange are my favourite colours, um, that's why I like my the turtle, because he was orange, but yeah, anyway, so the, yeah, so I've lost my pink, I've definitely lost my pink when I had Magnus, I mean, I lost my pink before I had the baby, and I got it back because I lost my pink because of my job. Because you have to conform in the job that I used to do. And you have to be a certain way and you have to act a certain way. And if you don't, um it's it's not the best well received, shall we say. And I've always felt a bit different. And I don't maybe and what I've not realised though is my anxiety and my potential ADHD is the reason why I felt different because my brain does work differently to other people's. And, you know, I I found out the other day that actually people that are neurotypical and that don't have a thought process, and what I mean by that is like... So when I go and make a brew, <laughs> when I go and make a brew, I have to think right. I'm going to go up and make a brew. Right, I'm going to use this cup. Right, I'm going to boil the kettle. I'm going to put the tea bag in. I'm going to do this. Oh wait, right, actually, what's happening over there? Is that um? Let, let me just go and check the fridge for the milk. Which milk's open? I literally have to go through each step, step by step by step. Same like you know, going to the toilet. Same when I'm getting dressed. Same when I'm going out. There are people in this world that just go, oh, I would like a brew, and get up, and go and make a brew. And then get the brew and go and sit back down. I can't even tell you how much that boggles my head that someone can do that, like, without thinking about the thought process and the steps behind it. I I thought everybody did, so that's what, you know, that's like an insight into the brain of someone. I don't know if if that resonates with you, then, you know, maybe you're a bit neurospicy too, But the, yeah, so it's, I guess, in a world where everything is needed of you yesterday, in a world where it's so demanding, where you've got this buzz in your head constantly too, you've got lost all your confidence since having a baby. This is me, by the way, talking about myself. I don't know if you've lost all your confidence since having a baby. You may not have had a baby. Maybe works beat your confidence out of you because, um, you know, your manager isn't the best shall we say isn't the most supportive um whatever that looks like whether it's you know your skin and you can't do anything but you've lost your pink whether you've moved house and you're in a different area and you've got no family or friends close by and you think you've lost your pink the idea of this podcast is to help me regain my pink and if in doing so by me regaining my pink someone else out there is listening they get their plumage back then you know Woohoo! fantastic. That's great. If it just ends up being me chatting to a microphone on my own with two chinchillas staring at me in my pink office, then that's fine too. I'm happy with that It because I'm doing this for me. But the idea of doing it out loud is so that if it helps one person to not feel like they're on their own, then I'm all for that as well. So I'm recording this on a day where I have dropped my 10-month-off old to the nursery for the first time for his first full day. And let me tell you, the guilt of handing him over this morning is immense. Genuinely, when I was younger, extremely naive. Mum guilt, I was like, <laughs> just give him <them> away. <laughs> How can that be? So that was really hard. I basically, I mean, the staff are fantastic. They're wonderful. They're so caring. I handed him over. I legged it out of there. I got to my car and started crying. I cranked up my music in the car and drove to the gym and lifted heavy weights. And I felt a little bit dawdly and aimless all day. I mean, I had lunch with my friend, which was wonderful. And he is now going to be in nursery every Thursday. And so my plan is every Thursday to record this podcast, go through a topic a week and figure out what in the blue fuck is going to happen with me, what I want to do, where I want to be. Because since having him, I mean, even since meeting Bruce and, and being, you know, taking the step mum role on, my priorities have shifted. I just used to work all the fucking time, every hour. In my annual leave, I'd work and book, and book annual leave and work a fucking extra shift. Not just one, all my annual leave, and in my weekends, and book shifts and work. I just, or I'd oh I'd be like oh yeah, I'll do on call for you. I'll do your on call, and I just didn't have any time to myself. Um. I think just before, I'd probably say in the 12 months leading up to Bruce, I'd started kind of going, nah, we're not doing that extra shift. Nah, I'm not doing that extra on-call. Oh, no, it's fine, someone else will do it. I started, um, I think the phrase is now, quiet quitting. I started doing a bit of that and taking a step back because um, I just needed time to myself and figuring out what was going on and figuring myself out. And because of that, you know, I got myself a new job. I went back on a dating app, found Brucey found the boys attached to Brucey and then, you know, got married, had a baby and um, here we are doing a podcast. But there's so much change and I think that I'm not the only one in the world because I look at um, oh my god, them Facebook groups. (laughs) I joined the parent Facebook groups to help me with um, my postnatal anxiety. Let me tell you, they did no such thing. They made that fucker worse, cause it turns out, everything you could do, can make your baby die. Oh, don't put him down this way; he might die. Don't put a cool throw over him; cause he might die. Oh, you can't use a Tommy Tippy machine; cause he might die. I I don't know how. I don't know how we survived, to even being past one. I mean, I am aware a lot of what people say is rooted in you know evidence supported guidance, but I'm not sure. Pamela on Facebook um, is the font of all knowledge when it comes to um, stuff, let's just say. And those groups, and they're meant to be, this is the other thing that I'm doing this about, is that women supporting women, I know we're, in, we're meant to, I mean men are meant to support women, women are meant to support men, all the people who also are non-binary support everybody else too, everyone's just meant to be supportive to each other, but we're fucking not, are we? We're absolutely not. And those Facebook groups are a testament to that. Because if you dare, if you dare put on something there that goes against what one person might believe to be true, oh, Lord help you. You are torn a new one. You are absolutely torn a new one. It can be the least supportive, least uplifting place to be is them Facebook groups. Did just... The, I've got on a baby wearing one, and people go on there asking advice about baby wearing, and they're genuinely. The is used like, "Hi, uh, new mum here. I'm just getting a fit fit check. Am I okay with this? I'm not sure I'm doing this right. Any suggestions would be helpful. um Thank you very much, much." And then it's like, "Oh my God, your yeah, baby's got herself okay." And you're like, "Jesus, Karen, she's a she's asked for your advice." Makes people not want to reach out, it makes people not want to ask for help, it makes people sink back into their extremely white plumage and not be pink and not want to be seen because you just, you know, you're meant to know it all straight away, aren't you? But no one does, no one does. This whole thing is, um, well, we're just making up if we go along, aren't we? And anyone that claims to do otherwise is lying. You know, you just, it's that, I remember seeing the meme when you look around the room for a more adulty adult and you realise you're it and you think, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, it's it's all of those things. It's about, you know, women having a career and trying to balance, have a family and a, a successful career, flexible working, working from home and being passed over for promotion because you're working at home because you weren't still at the water cooler having a chat you know because you've not got your favorite you've, you've not become like quiet besties with your manager type thing because you're at home working your ass off because actually you're more productive because actually being in an office it's 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 very overwhelming because all you want to do is talk to everyone <laughs> i know i'm more productive at home because i can't talk to anyone because i've got two chinchillas and they're wonderfully cute but they don't chat back to you so when I'm working at home, I'm far more productive than when I'm in the office because I just want to have a bit of a socialize and a bit of a chat. But if I'm at oh, i am not got a chance to do that. So, yeah, so this is... Um, I, I am going back to work in seven weeks and I am dreading it. My priorities have completely shifted. My life has completely shifted. It had shifted before I had Magnus because of the boys, because of Bruce's boys. Um... And my pro, I want to spend time with them. I want my weekends with my family. I want to be at home or out with them, not necessarily at home, but I want to be doing stuff with them. I want to be there for them. And the same with the baby. You know, he is very reliant on me because of his age. And as he gets older, the idea is he becomes less reliant on me and more wanting to be around me. You know, that's the joys of being a parent, isn't it? They become less reliant on you but they actually want to be around you because you make them feel good so I want to be around for that but I you know I have to go to work I want to find things to do that ignite my passion again because I've lost my confidence I've lost my confidence in my abilities I my brain is a mess like it's a big old mushy shit pile and that brain fog that you get when you're pregnant that's very real add that on to being you know neurospicy on top of that the over I just get so overwhelmed I get so overwhelmed and so anxious and I think I hide it well for the outside world but Bruce knows when it's happening bless him um yeah so this whole thing is me on my journey to being fantastically pink again so this won't all be about parenthood there will be parts of what it's like to be a parent and I'll talk you through my journey going back to work and things when I finally get there you know what it's like to be a new mom I, the, that was the other thing as well I was talking to my friend when I was doing these things there's a there's a fantastic woman on TikTok that um her handle is the ship mom club and she's great she's fantastic she's not a ship mum in the slightest whatsoever none of the mums are that follow her and that's what irritates me too, is we have to put ourselves down. You put yourself down. And I know it's funny and it's a, it's a tongue-in-cheek shit mum because she's not a shit mum. But she's done that because someone somewhere said she was a shit mum, I think, if I remember rightly. But she's not. And you're just like, stop being a dick. Being a parent is hard enough. Being a person is fucking hard enough in the world today. Social media's oh, social media's the worst and the best thing in the entire world, isn't it? Everything we have is like there at our fingertips. With so many fucking keyboard warriors giving it what for, telling... And you think, would you really? Dorothy, right, would you really say that to my face? I highly doubt you would, because it's just a rude. It's a rude. So why is it okay to sit there and tippy-tap it out? It's not, is the answer to that question. It's just not, but people do. And then that one bad comment that people say, you don't know how that person is behind it on that day. And social media is only what you put out, isn't it? And it's, I mean, to be fair, it's getting better. It, people are getting better at showing you the real side of who they are and what they're doing. But it's very aesthetically pleasing, isn't it? Everything's beige. And all these people are like beige, cosy, all this warm, comfy stuff. And I'm like, ah, yeah, mm, that's a very tidy house. <laughs> Time have you done tidying that house before you've done that photo? That's not real life. I mean, it might be for some, but if you've got a busy household and you're working and you it's not the easiest to keep on top of things, is it? And that's okay, that's fine. Because I think what happens is then you get you feel like you're being selfish, so you know, you feel like you're being selfish because you've taken time for yourself, but actually, you need to. Everybody needs to take time, everyone needs to think about what their purpose is, what ignites their spark, what is it in them that they, just gives them just joy and if that's your family that's fine and if that's your work that's fine too but maybe think about who you are around that because you're not the, you know, Dorothy the accountant or Deirdre, the barrister you are Dorothy who is an accountant Deirdre, who is a barrister there's you know that you aren't that job doesn't define you your role in society doesn't define you you define you and I think it's really important that um Figure that out, and I'm hoping to be able to. That's like the million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> I reckon if I can answer that, I'll be rich, rich beyond my wildest dreams. I mean, I'm gonna settle just for being happy. That's what I'm after. I mean, I am happy, I am happy, and I am extremely content. Um, but there is a bit in that that you don't grow, do you, unless you're uncomfortable? I learnt that on a podcast from a podcast the other day that actually, when you put yourself into a state of uncomfortableness that's not a real word but when you put yourself into a state of uncomfortableness it's actually when humans grow you have to be uncomfortable to feel something um and to feel something you will want to change it so I am uncomfortable actually chatting to myself into this microphone I have oh I think I've done about up until this point I think I've done about 10 different recordings and deleted them so far So we're going to go with this one. This is the one we're sticking with. But I'm so nervous about doing it. But I'm not doing it for anybody else but myself. And it's ridiculous, but I'm uncomfortable. And because of that uncomfortableness, I'm hoping to grow. I'm hoping to get better. I'm hoping to get back to my purpose and what makes me happy. My family make me happy. My house makes me happy. I love being here with all of my family and my animals. And, you know, I love it. But there are more to it. There are more elements to the world. Um, And my husband is so supportive in... All of my many ventures that are packed in shells behind me in my <laughs> in my office. And he just goes, ah, another craft, Grace. Let's file it into the cupboard with the rest of them. But, you know, that goes with being potentially ADHD, doesn't it? Hyper-focus, buy all the tools, get all the learning, do a little bit of it. Next. Um, what is it? Jack of all trades, master of none. But actually, yes, I don't that when you think about that Jack of all trades, master of none. Actually, I don't really want to be a master. I just want to be an all-round, all right person, um, and have a breadth of knowledge. It'd be nice if I could specialise in something, I suppose. I haven't got the concentration span to specialise in something though. Well, that's the issue. So yeah, welcome along to this journey of me chatting shit into a microphone. I'm going to look at things like mental health, um, anxiety. I'm going to look at career, imposter syndrome. Um, I completed a coaching course whilst on my maternity leave. So I'm hoping to use some of those skills that I learned in coaching to a coach myself, B, put some coaching questions out there for anybody that might want to listen. And see, have some calls to action and try and generate some traction to see if I can help other people gain the pink. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening to this point so far. I haven't decided on my topic for next week, but it is going to be coming out weekly. Um, And yeah, I am now off to go and pick up the smallest human from nursery. Let's see how his first day went. Now in my luck, he's going to come home with a snotty nose and he's going to have a cold all week. But he's not going to go back to nursery till next Thursday, so he's got a whole week to get over it. So, have a lovely day. Goodbye. One of my other favourite quotes that someone sent me, and I, I use it quite often as well, is uh, In a in a sea of pigeons, be the flamingo. <laughs> I'm a pigeon at the minute. Not that they're around with pigeons, because they're quite hardy breeds. You Know, like a pasta and stuff, so but I'm a bit of a pigeon at the minute, I'm definitely not a flamingo. I'd like to go back to being a flamingo. And then the other one I've got that's in front of me is um, I'm not weird and limited edition. I think us, uh, us, me, you, if you feel a bit different, if you feel slightly not your stereotypical aesthetically pleasing person and you're into things that are a bit different or a bit not classed as the normal or you know you have a different dress sense or you like some different music whatever it is it can be easy to feel weird and lonely and the place and the world is a bit of a harsh place and it's easy to lose your pink and things like that too so I'm going to be attempting to explore some of that as well I've got ideas of people that I want to bring onto the podcast if they'll be guests I've got ideas of topics that I want to talk about but this first one was just for me to set the scene put it out there it's um not a demo what do they do it's a pilot this one is to be a pilot episode um to see whether or not actually I can talk into a mic for a certain length of time I mean there was no There was no worry about that, really. I could probably chat in an empty room if I wanted to because of the thought train that just pops out of my head. The problem is making it into a coherent, structured conversation and you being able to keep up with me as I bounce around. um, Pop Rockets, I think it was described as, within my head earlier on today, which I thought was a great analogy, actually. But, yeah, um, this is about us not dulling our shine This is about us being ourselves, being authentically you. I want to be me. I want to be able to be Grace. And then, like, Grace, there is a mum. And I also play sports, and I also do this, but I also do this. But I'm me, and I have these multifaceted things around me. I am not one thing, I am me. Um, And I think that pigeonholing yourself into something which I've done before you know I'm a nurse and I always used to say yeah that's me I'm a nurse um but I'm much more than a nurse I'm I I am a nurse I did it for a very I did it for quite a while um I'm not currently nursing at the minute because of, of the way the world has worked with the pandemic but you know that horrible thing I went through where I was the palest shade of white, because I was definitely not of any flamingo colour at that point, um, actually led me to a path where I feel like I belong properly. It enabled me to go out and go dating, meet Bruce, have all of these things that I've got, because had that pandemic have not happened, I probably would still be nursing because I wouldn't know what else to do, because that's who I was. I was Grace the nurse, I wasn't Grace. Anything else, and now I'm—I'm I'm, I'm Grace, the very pale flamingo that wants to find a pink back.